Welcome to another episode of Three Men in a War Game. I'm your host, Paul. Uh, I'm your co-host tonight, Kevin, on a special episode of Two Men in a War Game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you almost missed your cue. <laughs> There's only two of us in here. I know. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, it's Oh, it, that's hilarious. <laughs> and p- part of it, because I was trying to think of something clever, and the other part is because I was like fanning some cards. Um, whoops. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, yeah. The professional as always, right? Yeah, that's that's all we do here. Uh, <laughs> so we are we are we are down. Uh, our beloved man Chris, um, and we did we did have a topic in mind, but instead we are going to pivot. And and Paul, do you want to talk about what we're going to to pivot to? Yeah. So tonight we're going to talk about something that is important to every miniature war gamer and a lot of hobbyists. But how do you tackle your pile of shame? Yeah, how do you uh, tackle a pile of shame? This is a this is a near and dear question to me right now, uh, our listeners, uh, because I have a colossal pile of shame, and I haven't actually painted a miniature in quite a while. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna paint the picture. I'm gonna, I'm gonna set the scene right now. So. In front of me on my desk is a series of um, unmade from Warcry that are half painted, along with a with built and primed uh, Vision and Winter Soldier. Also, just above me and to my right, I have a series of shelves that have miniatures in them, and I w- I would say there are somewhere between forty and seventy five miniatures. And these in some level of fully painted to not painted at all. And the fully painted minis are there because they're parts of squads. Like I've got four grenadiers uh, from the other side. I have the next panel up is things that are in various condition for Kings of War. Uh, Up from that, I have some infinity minis. And up from that, I have some display custodies that I was going to make a a, uh, like three custodies display piece with. Um, and you know, and then outside of that, I've got an entire drawer full of unpainted, unassembled miniatures. That's like my next on deck. And this is all, (laughs) this is all without having really put miniatures on a table for, for a while outside of a secret thing that we'll talk about later. Well, not tonight, but another time. You're, you're, you're giving me anxiety just talking about it. It's bad. (laughs) It gives me anxiety. Like I sit down here and I'm like. Oh my god! <laughs> like it's paralyzing. Um, yeah, and and that's one of the that's one of the challenges, right? Like I'm I'm here in my bedroom, which is not a hobby room unless unless we're recording or you know getting ready to record it, which I'll I'll do something, but you know maybe not miniature wise. But I see one, two, three, four, five Gundam boxes in here, and this is my bedroom and not a hobby. So. <laughs> That's that's just here. Oh, look, and there's a uh, fate deck and a box of unopened Malifaux M3E uh, 10 Thunders and the Code 1 rulebook. That's all. That's all in my non hobby bedroom. Right. Like I, I keep my hobby out of my bedroom and clearly that's working. Yeah, so, that's you know, good. and like and like Chop said, that doesn't include going into my hobby room and seeing a new project on my table and old projects on my table and a half finished platoon of Germans. And yeah, like, like, 
like you chaps, I could just go on with the uh, embarrassing pile of shame. Oh, man. So I'm going to open this cabinet and let everybody try and hear that. You can hear the little pop. So I open that, and in there I see uh, She-Hulk, Angela, and Enchantress, the Warhammer or War Machine Mark IV uh, intro pack. Uh, looks like Juggernaut from MCP, Thanos from MCP, and a couple Black Order boxes. And then if I open this drawer to my right, we've got some Drowned Earth minis. I've got a handful of things from the last Relic Blade Kickstarter that I haven't painted yet. And it's just like, A, how do you find the motivation to, to move on to the next thing? Um... And, and how do you reset yourself, uh, especially if you've got like a, an anxiety inducing and crippling bot like thing of minis to paint? Well, and, and can we can we just can I, can I explain to the listeners how we ended up with this topic? Yeah. So we were wondering we were trying to figure out what we were going to talk about. And I kept hearing this little rustling coming through the mic on chops. <laughs> and then he just kept going like, oh. That's a Drowned Earth Mini. Oh, look, there's more Drowned Earth Minis. Oh, look, there's Relic Blade Minis. I have a lot of them to paint. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's how we ended up on this. Uh, a very real inspiration from daily life. Yeah. Um, and, and different. So the, uh, the thing I want to talk about here is like this is like one of those couch sessions, right? And just go a little bit off the cuff. Um, so one, I think this is what I'm going to have to do. And I'll just I want your honest reaction to this because I've done this before and it basically like re recentered me and restarted me. And, and this is this is goes back to when I was like really, really, really in shape, um, like all the way back to there. So one of my early mentors in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu always used to say that uh, you don't wait for motivation to start a habit. Because you'll never start the habit because that's not how motivation works. You have to force yourself to engage in the behavior and then that forms the habit, right? Um, No, that's that's good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, And and that's not to say that you should force yourself to do something you don't want to because very often people want to do the things that still – like it, it can be difficult as an adult human being <laughs> dealing with different levels of stress and and mm-hmm. you, you just like various mental things that you go through on a daily basis to even get yourself to do the things that you want to do, right? Um, and yeah, and, I mean that's a true story. That is a one hundred percent true story. That is is a a regular challenge that I have. Yeah, same, same. Um, and, and th- this has been, I- I'll be honest with you right now, it's probably kept me from painting for the last three months because I come and I sit down at my desk and I look at the minis and I look at the piles of them that are just accumulated. And I think about the mm-hmm. fact that I haven't played a minis game for a while. And on top of that, next to me on my desk are my flesh and blood cards and my decks. And I just get to brewing, right? I just, I pull up. February, which is like the new hotness for flesh and blood, the deck building or EDH rec for commander for magic. And I start building decks because like it's it's a thing that I can do very quickly. Like it's it's, it's like if your brain can think it, you can click it Uh, and it's different. Right. And And you could say that about painting, too. Right. If you can imagine it, you can put your paint, your paintbrush and start painting. But the the issue is that there's not this like 
giant backlog of things that I wish I would do and don't. And then the anxiety and guilt that comes around having spent all the money on these things and not using them properly or whatever. Right. Cause like mm-hmm. for me, I'm not the kind of person that usually likes to just like collect things to collect them, especially when it comes to game pieces, they're, they're game pieces. I want to use them to play games. Like most of my free time and hobby time revolves around playing games, whether it's with my family or my friends, it's my, my favorite thing on earth is to tabletop game. Um, and so there's a lot of guilt and shame around not having it. And so I think what I'm going to do, this is, wow, this is like, it was like five minutes to get around to this thing that I'm going to do, <laughs> um, it, which is to, to sit myself down with a project that I can work on for a half hour every day for the, for 14 to 20 days, because that really is the length of time it'll take to set that in. Right. But more important than that, though, is getting rid of the mental distraction around the rest of it. And I'm not talking about like Marie Kondo, throw my shit away. What I mean is I am going to move it all so I can't see it. And it's not even in the periphery. So all these things that are in these shelves, all these things that are in front of me, I am going to spend a day and I'm I'm, going to put, put this on so that you hold me to it, Paul. I'm going to put all this shit away this weekend because I have time I'm, it's all because most of it's magnetized. I can just like sort it, store it, and throw it in a throw it in a. Um, I have some waterproof tubs. I can throw them in the tubs and throw them in my basement on some shelving in my basement, <clears throat> and it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And just pick that yes. one project that I want to work on and just work that thing to completion. Um, and I think that's probably the way to go, right? And I think there, for a lot of people, I see a lot of times you you go on Twitter or Facebook or wherever and someone's like, show me your hobby space. And like my hobby space looks like that shit that you see in those posts right now. It's right. Em- it's embarrassing. Like I got, you know, just like. Fucking embarrassing. It's, it's fucking Sorry. embarrassing. I wish I had a trash can to kick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it's bad. Um, and it, it again, I, I can't sit down and and paint without having all of these things looking at me and all of these competing motivations and things that I wish I was playing. And realistically, right. The other thing is like picking the thing that I know I can do. And I think that means that I either paint relic blade uh, Mm -hmm. or Bushido or the drowned earth. Cause those are the games like right now I want to play all three of those games, like a lot. I want to, and there's an I think Relic Blade might even be the the front runner because I've got a lot of terrain for Relic Blade already, um, and it's a game that I can play with my older daughter, um, and I think she would be really into it. Uh, I mean, she's played it before, so she'd be into playing more. Um, but we're just we've been playing a lot of card games, so yeah. Oh, shock! <laughs> a shocker! I know, dude. We did this really this this sorry sidebar. This is a this is one of those episodes. Well, we did this really cool thing for Christmas where I bought uh, a booster box of Innistrad Crimson, Crimson Vow, which is um, a magic set, because they were like fire selling it on Amazon <laughs> like three weeks before oh, Christmas. Like this like hundred and twenty dollar set booster box. Like I picked it up for like fifty nine ninety nine. Oh damn! Right, and yeah, then and then. After I had mentioned it, my wife, oh, I love her. Anyway, she she knew I did it because I told her about it. And then as a surprise to me, she bought a booster box of Innistrad Midnight Hunt because it's like a werewolf set and a vampire set. And so, oh. yeah. And so what we've been doing is one, once a week, 
We, well, we started by each opening a set number of boosters and building decks. And then every week we open up another pack and then add whatever cards we want and trade. So, so, so go ahead. I was going to say, essentially, you've made a. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Uh, LCG. Is that what is that what <laughs> Fantasy Flight calls them? Yeah. LCG. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> essentially, it's yeah, it's a pool. It's like a it's like a uh, like a vending machine or a slot, like a gotcha machine where we get, you know, one pack a week and we're just we're not like opening them all at once. We open one a week and then we build our, our decks and rebuild them and trade and play out of one box or in this case, two yeah. boxes. Um, which like extends it out. So if, if we're doing that once a week, we're going to, you know, and we're only opening a pack a week and we've got, you know, like 50 some odd booster packs, we're going to be at it for a while. So it makes the experience last and it's really fun anyway. So that's a sidebar and a cool thing you can do, you know, with a hundred dollar box of cards. It's not just like ripping through them and hoping you pull value out of them or whatever. You just get the value gradually out of the experience of, of playing with the person that you're sharing the experience with. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to the backlog thing. What do you what? So what do you think of my my plan in general to clear, clear the space and focus on one thing? I think I think that's definitely the way to do it, because if you don't have everything in front of you weighing you down, it's it's not distracting. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's not there. It's not going. Oh, my gosh, I have so much stuff to do. And that's actually actually something that I do is I try on, on my painting table. I try to keep as little as possible. Mm-hmm. I try to keep only the thing that I'm working on. And that's um, really smart. So, yeah. So like, I just, I just finished, well, I reached a point in a painting project that I'm working on where I was like, all right, I need a break. Took that whole project off of my table. And mm-hmm. I said, all right, I'm, I'm taking a break from painting. I'm going to build some Gundam. And so I basically switched over my my table into Gundam mode. Hell yeah. So it it works for me. And and the other thing too that it allows you to do, uh, it allows you to pivot a little bit, like I just did, where I'm like, all right, you know what? I need to change what I'm doing. Otherwise I'm just gonna get bogged down and stressed out anyway. Mm-hmm. And you can easily make that switch. Yes. You know, Heck you can yeah. easily say, all right. And even if, even if you're just like, you know what, I don't want to paint Bushido tonight. I'm going to paint Drowned Earth. You know, you take the Drowned Earth ones, you put them aside, and you go, right? Because we, we've always talked about, you know, painting what you feel. But yeah, that also applies feel. to this too, right? Yeah. And in this case, it's like an it's like even extended over the do what you feel because we have to not only do what you feel, but also clear the space so that what what you want to do uh what you what you have like waiting doesn't get in the way of what you want to do exactly exactly that is and i think that's part of the key to it right um you know like that helps you really really miss out on some of that overwhelm that you you can experience and, and i'm sure we all have um you know so it's it's a good thing and that's like i just recently um, flip-flopped rooms in the house. I flip-flopped my working office with my kids' room. Um, so now my office is really much bigger than it was before, uh, which is great since the kids, you know, go into like grad school soon and, you know, we don't know how long they're going to be here. So we just, uh, you know, put them in the smaller space and, um, 
one of the things that I've been trying to do is make that a hobby space as well. And I'm working on uh, getting everything organized. So this way it's not out and about. And, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't, I don't just have it there, you know, staring at me. Right. For sure. You're not painting me. You're not building me. You're a terrible person. (laughs) Right. Like, (laughs) yes, it's easy to get to that point. Right. It really like too easy. It's like distressingly easy (laughs) to get to that point. And like it makes it really hard. And I'll I'll tell you what. Here's here's one thing. While you're while you're stressing out about your miniatures, I've I've been extremely impressed with your lack of uh Gundam backlog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, t- I, I be- because I learned, right? I learned one thing I learned from creating this mess that I'm currently sort of in is that the way to not get into the mess is to only buy what you have bandwidth to do. Uh, and I know that's like the yeah. myth, like the myth of the miniature painter who has all their miniatures painted, right? Like, I, and I actually knew some someone like this. There's a, a gentleman, Finn, that I used to play. And I've talked about Finn on the podcast before because he's like an amazing painter. But when we were playing Malifaux, that man would only have a box he was painting. And as soon as he finished painting the box – he would buy another one. And this is a this mm-hmm. is a person who was a studio painter for Privateer Press for a while. So and took a lot of pride and time. And when he wasn't under the stress of having to do that as a job, um, he you know, he would just take all the time he needed to paint a miniature. So, like, just as an example, his core box of VIX, each miniature, I think he said he spent a hundred hours painting. Holy shit. Uh, oh, dude, you should see them though. Like they, they, it's not, it's not like I spent a hundred hours goofing around. Like these are like truly astonishing miniatures. Um, so like that's the kind of like attitude and like thinking back on that and being like the person that was like painting every mini I could in 45 minutes, you know, like just trying to slam mm-hmm. through them. And that's fine too, right? Like all these approaches are fine, but the problem with my, habit was that i was just like buy 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 onto the next thing onto the next thing onto the next thing um and so part of what i learned and i've applied that to gundam is that i just need to only purchase what i can actually feasibly build so right now you're right i have i have i have one kit in backlog and one kit that i'm currently building like right now um right and and you bought me my backlog kit you sinister bastard uh Oh boy. <laughs> I know. No, but, and that's, it's funny because that's actually one of my next hobby projects. I meant to have it done over the Christmas break. And I didn't get to it. Um, but it, part of the reason is that I wanted to have like the right tools for it. And then I was like, well, I can't learn how to use these tools on this big, nice one. So I got one intermediary kit. <laughs> and now I feel like I, I've learned how to use the glass files and my God hand nippers, uh, uh-huh. Well enough that I'm like, all right, here we go. It's time for the PG unicorn. So that's actually going to be the next thing I do re- with regards to Gundam. I'm super stoked about that. Yeah. So that's going to that's gonna happen pretty quick here. Um, but back to applying that to miniatures, right? I want to do the same kind of thing. Like I, I, I'm going to – whatever this next project is, I'm going to like really slow down and take my time. And I actually – there's a there's a thing that I actually want to work on too. Um, and so I'm going to – Take the, you know, it's, it's been a while, but I don't think that like your, your hobby skills, while they don't stay sharp, like I'm not going to have to learn from square one, right? I've got, you know, even though the last thing I painted was my, uh, Bushido monks, which was a while ago. Um, 
you don't really like those skills while they can dull that you don't lose them. So, uh, you know, I'll just get back to my baseline working on a couple of these and then, and then really reach into the skill set that I was working on, like back when I was playing Eden. Right. Um, cause I think that's, that's going to be much more fulfilling to me now to actually like improve my painting game and not really worry about the tabletop side of it. Because if I wanted to go play a miniatures game, I do have plenty of miniatures that I can take out that are painted to go play. Right. I have plenty of MCP painted, plenty of infinity painted two blood bowl teams. Like I have everything I need. A lot of relic play, like 35 odd relic blade minis in a game where you only need three or four per, per side. <laughs> so. I'm ready to go. And it's, it's just like getting back into the painting and then letting the painting sort of inform my desire to be playing with miniatures. Cause a lot of times, you know, I would be painting minis that were for a game system that wasn't what I was playing because the two things sort of feed on each other, even if you're not necessarily playing the game that you're painting. Um, but yeah, focusing on one thing though. That, that gives you a little bit of that motivation in there too, right? Like, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that keeps you going to be like, Ooh, look, I want to, you know, I really want to get this on the table or I have, you know, I am meeting up with friends on X day. So I want to try and, you know, have this painted and, you know, going kind of, kind of going back to your, your Gundam situation, you, you did inspire me with my, with my current project in that, I, for the most part, really did a very good job of saying, all right, this is what I bought. When it's painted, I'll get more. Hell yeah. Um, and, and, and I've really, like, and perfect Paul, at it? No. Paul, but, I want to talk yeah. about that game so bad. <laughs> And that's that's a little 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 thing for you for the listeners because like we're we're getting there right like we're we're gonna talk about we we're gonna talk about it tonight we will we will talk about it I'm so excited because it's a game that Paul and Chris are playing and it contrasts in a really interesting way with a game that I'm planning on playing a lot of in the next month or two. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that too. And right, so so you know I've put myself in a situation now where if I do want to get more or add something to it, I've got to finish what I have because I looking at your Gundam situation it, and I thought about it and I'm like, man, it would be nice to go into a hobby store and say, that's what I want to work on. Pick it up and work on it. Dude, you know, yes. and not right. Cause, cause I feel like, like, you said the, the, you know, the goal is to get out there and play games. And I think really what is, is in danger of happening for a lot of us is that buying stuff becomes the hobby. Yeah. Oh dude, that, that was my undoing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that's really what the biggest challenge to me um, is, is trying to prevent, right. The, the hobby from, you know, buying stuff being the hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, just, and, and it's like, you know, like you said, habits, um, getting formed and that's, that's really what I'm, I'm working on. Like I've not picked up any, any Gundam in months now. 
Uh, I'm only working on the ones that I, I have, uh, but also part of that is because there are very specific ones I wanted and I've accumulated them all. And the reason why I did that was because they were so hard to find for a while. Mm-hmm. It ended up being, well, who knows when I'll see it again. Right. Yep. But like, yep. you know, the miniature situation isn't necessarily that dire. Right. So I don't, I don't feel like I need to have it all right now. Yeah. It's totally and, different. You're right. Yeah. And so, you know, so like now I'm trying this out with, with, mystery game um (laughs) and and i'm i'm really enjoying it like i'm really enjoying that that less stress of going well i brought more home today uh i'll just throw it over there yeah and the thing i really like about it though is you've gotten a like incredible amount done too like you got you and chris both have way more like if you think about think about the time that you've been playing this game like the amount of time from the, the first box you bought to, to where you guys are today. Um, mm-hmm. Both of like, especially Chris, like you guys have painted way never seen more him so motivated. than your average. I know, I know. And I think it's because you're both approaching the game with the same, the same kind of like, uh, like thing that we're talking about right now, right? That approach of like, you're just going to paint what you've purchased before you purchase more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you're going to play and learn the game as you paint up your force, which is a little bit of a, a hint, right? It's not a smaller game. <laughs> it's a bigger game. No, it is. It is not. Um, yeah, which is, which is great. Right. And, and especially in those types of games, that's really where you have that danger of overdoing it. Right. Like, yeah, certainly. you know, if you're say playing like 40 K, right. It's very easy to be like, I need to buy 40 boxes of space Marines right now. Yeah, certainly. Well, you're not, you're unless you're like some amazing fast dude, you know, it's, it's extremely hard to, to paint that quick. Right. So you're, you're clearly not going to be able to do it. So, you know, it's, it's relieving to just get the one at a time and to be able to be in a situation where, you know, I can I can say, all right, I have this stuff. I'm going to play it. Is it a full size game? No, but I can yeah. start learning some of this stuff and yeah. learning how it works, and then really say, okay, you know, I definitely think I need another one of this unit. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of like when when Legion came out and all the Empire players had like six units of stormtroopers, nobody's bringing six units of stormtroopers now. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're going to need more diversity and whatever. And, and like, it'll help you. Like, yeah, you want to buy, like what you said with Legion, you want to buy the stuff all right away. But with this game, you can, like, sort of feel each unit out as you paint it. And then that, like, guides you into the next thing because you know what you're missing. Um, exactly. And, exactly. And, it's, yeah. it's, go ahead. And, and I, so I was going to say, I've been sort of misdirecting with the Drown Earth. Like, I do definitely want to paint the Drown Earth and I want to, but I've got what talked about that game that contrasts. And I've actually got a, a a box of silly little guys that uh, is actually it's coming out I think in the next week or two that I'll probably pick up and that will be the the project um, that is uh, is painting up twenty of these silly little guys. Um, I'm so excited! But anyway, that's another another hint. Um, and the, I'll, I'm going to follow that same approach though, like you said, right? Like we'll we'll I'll get what I what I have and I will paint and base 
um, what I've got to play some games at the point level because the game actually, like like the game you're playing, uh, has ways of onboarding players that allow you to play with smaller forces so that you can ease into the larger game. Yeah, you know, and I I think uh, just wargaming in general, I think that is a brilliant uh, strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, like we even saw it with Infinity. You know, sure. being able to say, hey, here's an entry-level way of getting in. I mean, just it, give it a try. It, and, you know... It, I was going to say, even even Games Workshop does it, right? We've got Warcry, Necromunda, Kill Team, like all... Well, I guess to a lesser extent, Necromunda... Um, cause Necromunda doesn't really lead into 40k. Necromunda just leads into more Necromunda. But, um, right. Kill Team certainly is the game that they want you to spring into a full army. And, and Warcry can definitely be used as that same equivalent for launching into Age of Sigmar. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. It's a tried and true at this point and very smart approach. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it just gets you to that point where you're like, cool, I have a start. I can kind of see if I like this and let me go from here. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's been a very smart move of, of game companies to start doing that uh, just because it, it does a lot. It, it's like a, a trial run, right? Like you can you can get into to that and, and give it a go and yeah. see. And if you don't like it and you stop playing then you've you know you're only out like 50 bucks or whatever you know <laughs> right well that's part of the benefit of playing these games and not necessarily the games workshop games too is that you know it's not a multi-thousand dollar investment even to play at the the full point levels the game you're playing mm-hmm. is a little more expensive than the one i'm playing but it not certainly not games workshop level expensive no no um, certainly not gw expensive but yeah i mean it's 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 by the time I I have everything that you know I'll need or could possibly want it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be pricey, but a few I mean, hundred, yeah, if, many if, many hundreds of dollars, but not again but not I, more than you would want to spend. So right, but and and at the same time, if I am you know painting before I buy more, then it's not like I'm dropping all of that money at the same time. at the same time, and also like. If you are painting it, like one of the excuses that I always make to myself is like, I'm buying these minis and it's not just the value of the minis as game pieces, but also as entertainment while painting them. But like that goes right out the window if I'm not painting them. Right. And I've got so many miniatures that I'll probably never paint at this point Um, that it's really helpful to know that like and even though like I know you're you're kind of like approaching these in sort of a speed painting way, but uh, even then, because of the nature of the game, you know, you buy one of these and it's still, you know, like you buy a box and you're looking at like 20 to 30 hours of paint at time at the desk to paint those minis. So there's like if you think about the money you spend as entertainment per hour or mm-hmm. whatever, the time you're thinking about that game, the time you're painting that game, the time you're actually playing that game, like you're getting a ton of value out of those minis. And especially by taking this measured approach and making sure you are painting them before you buy more, uh, 
very, I think very smart, especially for where we like where the group, the three of us are at collectively, even though we don't live in the same area. Well, I don't live in the same area as you two, right? But like, (laughs) even though we're, you know, we're disparate that way, the place that we're at with miniatures games is actually really similar. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And, and it's super helpful to like, just slow the purchases down. Um, and just like focus on that one thing. And I just, I just want to, you know, try and bring that around to the, where we started at the beginning of the episode is that, you know, stripping down and stripping away the distractions and then focusing just on the one game that, you know, and it helps to have people in your area, right? Like you and and Chris have each other to, to fall back on, to play this game. And then Mm -hmm. you've, you've pulled a couple other folks into it. Um, well, we, I mean, we didn't, well, we pulled one into it, but uh, outside of that, coincidentally there just happened to be a community forming which is awesome uh, well it's because yeah. this game this game feels like it's funny because it feels like it's been like slowly growing since it launched was it like 2019 or early 20 yeah 2019 I, right 2018 2019 I, I think it was even before then yeah well i oh, think i think it launched in 2017 so that but the the thing is is that there were demos like i remember demoing the game a year and a half before anything was at retail and we all had like the initial frames for the game way before they launched it it's because that's it, true and I, I think that actually though it's funny because at the time we we're like is this ever going to come out and i think now that we've seen more of the grand scheme for this game Oh boy, I don't want to talk about this too much because I actually want to dedicate this episode and talk to Chris more about this. But I think that that paid dividends for them in the long term strategy because now this game is like not slowly, but like it's doing kind of what Fab did to Magic. It's doing in the the space that it's in, right? Like it's got this like vocal and steadily growing fervent fan base. Uh, mm-hmm. And for, I learned that quickly. Yeah. And what for what we will talk about good reason, right? Uh, like so much so that now I'm like, should I be looking at this game? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 we'll, but we'll talk about that next time, with Chris. Um, and for now, right. Well, the thing that it, cause that I, cause I think this is pretty good for a couch session. Right. But the, the thing that I, I want to like stress is that if you're in the same place and I, I suspect that, there will at least, I mean, if I get to one person, right, if I reach one person, one person is listening to this and they're like, man, yes, I'm right there. I'm at that point where I haven't hobbied in a while. Motivation is hard to find. Like, just like, hey, leave us a comment, jump on the discord and, and, and like bond over this exact scenario and try, and we're going to try the same thing as a sort of like social and mental experiment i am like and i get to told paul i'm gonna do it this weekend i'm going to clear out this desk of all of the minis that i can see and and the ones that i can't see in the drawers and pack them and put them somewhere Mm -hmm. and just focus down on this one project and it it can't be the one that i am sort of alluding to because the the box that i'm waiting for is technically still shipping it's not out yet um it's uk release date was yesterday um but the the thing that I can start on is this five miniature box for the drowned earth. Um, and that will, will be the thing that I can focus on for the next like 20 days or so. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, don't be afraid where if you're like, all right, I need the break from this to go and, and work on something different. Mm-hmm. There's no shame in that game. You know, mm-hmm. you, know you got, you got to You got to keep it fresh. If you, yeah. 
do what you feel. You don't if you don't keep it fresh, you're not going to get anything done. Yeah, and this is kind of like that do what you feel thing. But for me, right, like for a while, even even the thing that I wanted to do, I couldn't get myself on board with. <laughs> so right, the, yeah, and the, that and that that's overwhelm, right? Like yeah. that is absolutely one hundred percent when you're overwhelmed. Yeah, and also you know part of it is like getting strongly diving back into the hobby that got me into the tabletop hobby. Right. That was that, that I think I, part of it is also like coming to grips and admitting to myself that like, that's part like, why am I not playing miniatures? And well, part of it is because like I started my life as a nine year old TCG player, you know what I mean? And so right. um, having that come back and like, you know how we are, right. When we dive into something, we really dive in Um and right. it takes a while to come back up for air. And now I'm ready. I, I think I've probably been ready for three months, but then it's like the guilt, right? <laughs> the guilt of sitting down and being like, oh, all my friends that I played different games with. And now, you know, all my, my, my whole Malifaux crew, like they all play different games now. So it's like, I want to play with this person. So I got to paint this game and I want to play with this person. Right. So I got to paint this game. And if you're listening, guys, I'm not talking to you. This is a me problem. <laughs> but like... <laughs> Uh, but like I, I miss playing with these guys. Right. And if I want to try and get a game, I'm like, Oh, I need to paint this. I need to paint that. And then I don't paint anything. And so just sitting down and focusing and painting on miniatures that I think are cool and getting everything else the fuck out of my face is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm, I'm very interested in hearing how that, that switchover goes for you. Uh, I'm, just I'm because well. I think, I think it is a great approach. It's, it's what I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been able to do that for the most part, but I, you know, I'm really looking at this whole, you know, keeping, keeping, keeping the, uh, purchasing, not being the hot. Yeah. Right? Oh, so also, we, <laughs> both have, we both have like goals. Yes, definitely. And then also if anybody wants to buy a big selection of partially used Citadel paints, please hit a brother up because <laughs> i am not going to be using them at all going forward <laughs> no no i i started using the uh army painter speed paints and i'm very happy with them yeah i'll be um i'll be f- because of uh uh the the patrons patron saint of gaming noah in our area i think i will be switching entirely to uh pro Acryl and vallejo because nice. um, they're cheaper and better. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, this the speed paints are, are for the for the larger project, uh, and they're they're working out really well for me. I, I definitely yeah. prefer them to the early contrast. Yeah, and and I'll use the Vallejo Express paint if I'm going to do speed painting style stuff. Sure. Um, yeah, the the like the the, the Grizel or whatever that you know what I'm saying the contrast plus yep. style painting. I'll I'll switch over to yep. Vallejo express color because i think the vallejo express colors are like 350 or 375 or like something per per dropper bottle rather than eight dollars mm-hmm. per shit pot so i uh yeah. i'm god i boy I, sorry i don't i don't want to delve into gw bashing but boy this paints really pissed me off um one of these days i want to do that though <laughs> Um, off, off the hot mic off the hot mic we're we, we don't we don't have to be positive about everything but i certainly don't want it to contribute to no. overall internet no. negativity it's my least favorite thing on the planet i know. I know it's it's awful and and yeah anyway um the uh yeah see i i ended up just picking up the uh complete box of the army painter paints mm. 
Um, I was going to buy like the halfway one and then I was like, oh, and then I can come back and get this one and then I can come back and get this one. And I was like, dumbass, it's cheaper if you just buy the bigger box and apparently they're throwing in a paintbrush. Yeah. Yeah. So. My, my, a good, uh, one of my good friends bought me, um, a whole bunch of pro Aquil for Christmas last year. And so I've sort of like over the year now, cause I've had the paints for a year, um, over the year, fallen in love with them. So, um, it's pretty, it'll be hard for me to go away from their, uh, wonderful coverage and texture. Mm. I, I've never used them, so I'll have to check them out at some point. Yeah. Well, like I said, Vallejo too, right? Like stunner, especially like all this brand new formulated line of Vallejo paints are just stunning. I've been watching some videos of people painting with them and opening them and just like showing what they look like and how they work, like the new game color stuff on the, um, yeah. on, on palettes. And I've just been like, this stuff is the truth. Mm. Like it's basically Vallejo looking at scale color and looking at pro acryl and then taking those lessons and applying those to their game color line. So I think like the standard Vallejo colors will stay the same because those have been like, the, those are like the gen two Citadel colors, right? The, like right. the, the, the old Vallejo paints. Um, but game color is the line that they kind of experiment with. And these new game colors are just like so nice. Anyway, we're, we're on to a, a third, a third topic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but they're good topics. Um, and also, yeah, talking about miniatures, man, feels good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while, and and we're kind of back on like a, a schedule now. Yeah, definitely. And you, hopefully, this will be the third, you know, the third episode you've gotten in a in a short time period, and that will help reassure you that we are sort of back on a schedule and back to recording regularly. Yep, yep, and yeah, and we're, we're yeah we're we're putting in that effort to have that schedule and be excited and not be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's working out. Yeah, definitely. Honestly. Okay, so uh, before we, before we totally yeah. run out of energy, though, Paul, do you have any final thoughts for the episode? Uh, we all have a pile of shame, so don't be too shamed about it, and don't be afraid to hide it from yourself. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm going to do hide it. It's from fine. Yourself. <laughs> hide Just, it from yourself, and then in a couple of years, sell it if you don't get motivated to paint it. It's fine. It's fine. Nobody's going to come yep, to get you. Yep. There's no minis police. That's, it's okay. That's right. And and then just you also got to remember, like, um, that if something ever happens to you, don't let your spouse sell it for what you told them you got it for. <laughs> hey, I've been pretty honest about mine. But like, you oh, yeah, me, yeah, me too. But unfortunately, I, unfortunately, yeah. you can't sell it for what you paid for it anyway. Yeah. Yep. That's the, that's <laughs> the thing about minis, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. How about but, you? Final thought. Uh, my, well, I mean, my, my final thought sort of echoes that, right? Like, don't be don't be afraid to completely pivot off what you're working on if it's not doing it for you. Just and we've harped on that before. It's kind of been a message of the podcast is to do what you feel and it will continue to be so. Um, so with that, uh, thank you to Static as a City for our intro and outro music it has been a beacon over years and years of us recording. And I still love hearing it every time I hear it. Um, thank you to our patrons who have stuck through our thick and thin, including our very, very shameful last year, very low release volume. So thank you for sticking with us. Um, especially a uh, huge thanks to everyone that is on our discord. Uh, you guys are amazing and 
keep us going. Honestly, my Discord, or I should say our Discord, sorry, Paul. Our Discord, <laughs> I just feel very, I feel very strongly. Like, I think all of us can say my Discord too, right? Um, is a, a part of my daily life and I love interacting on there. So if you're not on there now, um, you know, it'll be a link to it in the show. Uh, no pressure, but it's a really, really welcoming and cool environment. And we have more channels than your favorite Discord. Um, it's, that is true. <laughs> so, so come I join. Can, I can never find the one that I'm looking for. Yeah, navigate your way through the mess of our Discord with our 200 but, or so channels. It's not that many. It's a lot, though. What? But on the upside, what that means is that if you play a game, there's a channel for you. Absolutely. You can come talk about it, especially if you want to talk yeah. about flesh and blood. <laughs> talk about that a lot yeah yeah uh, and historicals and mcp and mcp yeah those all those all get lots and the miniatures agnostic channel is always real busy real real bustling i think it's going to become Gaslands bustling because we've got a local <laughs> store in madison is picking Gaslands back up in a serious way right now um but that's for a future episode too anyway we, this has gone way too long so bye-bye Dude, 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 have you, um, <clears throat> have you started, have you watched The Great North yet? No. Is okay. it good? All right. So here, here's what I'll say. Ella and I have now watched, we're on our second run through of the whole show that started. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so we, I, I'll say we weren't sure about it for the first couple episodes, but that's how Bob's Burgers was too. We weren't like quite sure about it. And then like it. You know, yeah. you, you watch a couple of the like really special episodes and you're like, oh, th- this show's got it. You know what I mean? And and then you start to right. like sort of fall in love with the characters and and all the things that make Bob's Burgers good. The Great North has. It's like oh, okay. a, a family that loves and supports each other. Funny situations. Very, very, very gifted voice cast. So where. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, it, it's impossible to replace H. John Benjamin, probably the greatest animation lead man you could possibly dream of. The right. The character that occupies that in the Great North is voiced by Nick Offerman. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you're so, not going to have H. John Benjamin, that works, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's like him or the guy who does, I can't think of his name, but the guy who's like H. Jonah or J. Jonah Jameson, right? Like, you got like three choices. <laughs> Uh, right, exactly. Um, and yeah, it, 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 Nick Offerman is amazing in it. Um, and, and so is literally everyone else. Uh, <laughs> they are all great. The whole cast is great. And the, the basic premise is it's a family that lives in a, like a small town in Alaska. And like what, oh, they, okay. what they do in Alaska. Interesting. It's a it's a single father, and his uh his two boys one one adult son and then teenage daughter and elementary school age son.
Oh, I like it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. And then also, like, the reverse of of Bob's Burgers is that, like, a few of the male actors are voiced by very, very talented female voice actors. Like, <laughs> the the youngest son is the same person who plays Susmina in Bob's Burgers. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It, it's, it's really good. Like, amazing. I don't want to spoil all the voice actors, uh, but I will tell you one other one. Is it a regular recurring voice? So, uh, Judy, one of the main characters, uh, very regularly mm-hmm. goes out onto the roof to like basically like process and talk to herself. Um, right. And her imaginary person she talks to is like an Aurora Borealis Alanis Morissette, actually voiced what? by Alanis Morissette every time. All right. That's brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Yep. So. If I don't, if, if, if I can't, if that, if all that combined didn't sell you on it, I don't, I don't know what will. It's so good. No, I, I mean, I've been, I've been eyeing it up. Like every, I go past it and I'm like, after letter, Kenny, after letter, Kenny. Yeah, de- definitely. Especially after this last season, the third, se- the third season, just like Bob's Burgers is the third, the third season is where it really caught its stride and became like right. the show that it is now. Great North the same way. Like the third season is like incredible. So, all right. That's my pitch on on the Great North, and now you've got like three minutes of other audio for a stinger or something. 